Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Saturday Suckage. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Let's see who else is here. Let's take roll. Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Albert Elmora. Damn, Willie, man. Do we suck? Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you gotta embrace the suck. Eloy. Hey, you guys are gonna make anyway. You guys not suck. When when I got traded the next day, oh, welcome to the suck team. Yeah, they were the suck team last night. You look, Toby. Oh my God, this sucks. Random Bears fan. Terry Bars. Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks. I wouldn't say seeking perfection. It's just mainly trying not to suck. Julie Swika. Man, that sucks. She's a Sox fan. She knows of which she speaks. Wilson Contreras. Losing suck. I'll tell you that. And, and that's all I can say. Yeah, so does getting hurt in your first game for the Cardinals. George went. We had fun, uh, but there you go. I suck. Garth Algar. Get it off, man. Get it off. You're sucking my will to live. 
Candace Parker. Um, I mean, it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. Sucks. Tyler Farringal. Another Saturday, and it's another sucky Saturday. Yeah, we're going to find out what Tyler knows. I think it's an ongoing game. What Tyler knows, we're just going to play that game. Because we never know. It's April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. Oh, boy, wild and wacky jokes to be played. The Pittsburgh Steelers sent this out. We've agreed to terms with wide receiver Calvin Broadus Jr. Do you know who that is, Tyler? I do not. We know what Tyler does not know. Calvin Broadus Jr. And then when you click on the details from the Pittsburgh Steelers tweet, you get a picture of Snoop Dogg holding a sign that says April Fools. That's who Calvin Broadus Jr. is. You familiar with Snoop Dogg? Have you heard of him? I am familiar with him, actually. Okay. That's very good, Tyler. There we go. Welcome to Saturday Suck It, starting off just the way you thought. We suck so you don't have to. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Our phone number at the score is 312-644-6767. That will get you to our listener line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number, repeating, 312-644-6767, also gets you to the score's tech zone. The Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. 779 texture already there. Not sure I can do suckage without Trash Panda. Well, you had to for the last little while, for the last long while. And for those of you who haven't heard, I'll have Mike Grody on at noon. Our little boy, our little Trash Panda has grown up to now become associate producer of the Midday Show. He has to survive. He has to survive, and I say that in the fullest, most meaningful sense. He has to survive the <clears throat> elementary canal that is Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes, the professor. That's quite about It is a great show. And here comes Trash Panda walking in to be the sound guy on that show. So if you ever lacked... If you found a void in your life for Simpsons Drops, that will now be your one-stop shopping with Trash Panda there. We're very proud of him. I've not talked to him since then. We should do this on the air, find out what Sweet Alice thinks, and Shooter, his dad, who shoots Trash Pandas. On the guest line, we were hoping to reach Lamont Pope of the Tribune. He covers the White Sox. We're going to talk to him. Hopefully at 11.25. Maybe Pedro Grafol is talking. Maybe Pedro Grafol is explaining all of his rookie mistakes yesterday and why he came off. I mean, he sucked. Sorry, he sucked. Or Ethan Katz did. But we'll get to that in a moment. I mentioned Snoop Dogg earlier, now that I've explained to... What's his real name, Tyler? Do you remember that far back? Calvin Brodus Jr. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. And he had a kid who played ball in Southern California. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Smoke weed every day. I'll have later the, he's a wake and bake club 
Hall of Famer Snoop is. You realize that? Do you understand that, Tyler? Wake and Bake Club started here. Me and Grody founded it. So the Wake and Bake Club, we meet every Saturday along during Saturday suckage. So while you were sleeping, Woj dropped a bomb and it became news that the NBA has agreed to a deal. There's a new seven-year agreement, peace through the rest of the decade, and there will be a 65-game minimum postseason awards, but the in-season tournament that they talked about, that sounds incredibly stupid, they're going to do that. New limitations on spending, and boy, will that affect the Bulls. And here's the thing. This was tweeted from Shams Trani of The Athletic. NBA players will no longer be prohibited for marijuana under the new seven-year collective bargaining agreement, it has been removed from the anti-drug testing program. They should test me because I can't speak English. Anyways, I thought they did away with it because when they did the pandemic thing in the bubble, it was like that was a bong. They did it in a bong. That's all they talked about. But anyways, the NFL, NBA players won't have to be tested for that. They won't have to worry about that. And so now, as long as we're talking NBA, we are your home for your NBA Bulls. Last night, the Hornets stopped dressing anybody who was good. They are in full tank mode. Bulls 121, Hornets 91. Zach Levine, 23 points. Same for DeMar DeRozan. Vooch with 21. Patrick Williams, 15 points and one rebound. Count them, one rebound. Kobe White, 11.7 assists. Boy, is he... Playing well. So here's where you are with your Bulls. The Raptors and the Hawks lost. The Bulls are within one game of both teams. The Raptors hold the tiebreaker over the Bulls. The Bulls play the Hawks Tuesday at the United Center. That might or might not determine that tiebreaker. Chuck, uh, Chuck Swirsky, the voice of your Bulls. On this very radio station, Chicago Sports Radio 670, they play, by the way, the Bulls play Memphis tomorrow. It'll be a 215 on WBBM radio. I know we're the home of the Bulls, but coming up tomorrow, it's a Chicago sports doubleheader, just so you know. First, starting at 1245, right here on the score, 670, the score, the Odyssey app, it's the Cubs and Brewers, the season finale from Wrigley Field. Then on News Radio 780 WBBM, this will be starting at 2.15. You'll be able to hear the Bulls versus the Grizzlies from the United Center. Two games of great action right here in Chicago. We are Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. So when the Bulls get through that, they will face the Hawks on Tuesday at the United Center. And what Chuck clarified was this. If the Bulls win, they win the season series outright from the Hawks. So if they're tied for this, as part of this pity party that they call the play-in, then the Bulls will have something, a sniff of home court advantage and maybe not get the the snot kicked out of them. But if they're tied, if the Hawks win, and don't put it past the Bulls to, to lose at home to the Lakers because the Lakers wanted to play basketball, and then the Bulls wanted to play basketball, and they beat the Hornets. And now here come the Hawks, who are psychotic. The second tiebreaker, Chuck Swirsky points out, is the Eastern Conference. The Bulls are 26-23 and 23 
in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks are 24 and 24. Bulls have three games left in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks have four. So there you go. That's the second tiebreaker. The Bulls win last night, and they finish off a march in which they go nine and six. Here we are at the end of March. We started April. This is the first winning month for the Bulls. I'll say that again. The first winning month for the Bulls. 630 Texter. Tyler sounds identical to Rick Camp. They should spend spend a segment talking to each other. (laughs) How many Tylers are there? 779 wants to know. We have a Tyler factory on Lawrence. Yeah, we have a Tyler factory. We're working on that. So last night, what you saw was a Bulls team that swamped a bad team early and then swamped them late. Billy Donovan was talking about that in in the postgame. So we'll play a couple of his comments after the Bulls beat the Hornets by 30 points. Which one exactly do you want again? Well, both of them. All right, let's roll it. Let's play the first one. You know, I think there's a lot that goes into that from – one is, I think, yes, you want to focus you know, on yourself and what you have to do, but you also want to be playing good basketball. And we should have enough you know, games under our belt that we know when we're at our best and we know when we're not. And when we're moving the ball and, and, and making quick decisions and sharing it, and when we're collectively all covering and helping each other and protecting each other defensively, it's when we're at our best. And those things take a lot of work and a lot of effort, and it was good to see those guys put that work and effort in there. And you know, the, the last couple games, you know, I think we all felt like we could be better. And I, I give our guys a lot of credit for coming out and trying to be better tonight. The great players that I've been around, and, and everybody has letdowns or things that happen, you know, over 82 games. And so you're not going to be this elite level every single game, right? You're going to have some bad games, bad nights. But to me, the really, really good ones are internally motivated. And it doesn't really make a difference who they're looking at or who's playing. You know, I said before the game, a lot of those guys, and hopefully PJ's okay, but a lot of those guys have been in the NBA. They've been on different teams. They've played here. You know, they've been around. Our guys know who these guys are. and But it's not really ever about your opponent. you got to have scouting. you got to know how you're guarding certain actions, what they're going to be running on offensively, personnel, who's shooters, you know, who, who you got to close out hard to, all those kind of things. But really it's a standard to which you need to play as a team. And if your standard's going to be predicated on who's wearing what jersey, or what the front of the jersey, the back of the jersey says, it's really, really hard to reach your full potential with that kind of mentality. It's got to come from within. And, and I think from our guys, I give them credit. Like tonight, I thought they were, you know, the beating the Lakers and then losing the Clippers, losing the Lakers. And coming this one, I think that they, you know, they want, they wanted to play well, and they were very focused, and it didn't really make a difference. And I respected that, you know. And listen, they shot the heck out of it tonight for, for, for three quarters. I think Cliff had them ready to go. They were, you know, very aggressive. They were out in transition, and you know, they're NBA players, and you know, our guys respected them, and you know, went out there and just kept playing and playing and playing and trying to play to the how we needed to play for us to be our best version of ourselves. As Billy Donovan. Bulls coach, and the subtext of all that is, here's how lame we are. I, as the coach, have to compliment them on actually trying to be better. That's what I got out of that. Maybe you got something else out of that. I compliment our guys on trying to be better. You lost at home to the Lakers, a team you beat earlier. A team you mocked earlier, Patrick Beverly saying LeBron was too small. 
I guess he wasn't too small the other last week, was he? And and you're talking about we're far enough into the season they should know when we're good. They should have known that last year. This team, I I don't see. Okay, maybe it takes six months. Well, it actually takes a year because Lonzo Ball went down in January last year. So here you are in March. So it takes 14 months for the Bulls to learn how to learn, and we're not convinced they did. And they're learning how to compete for the pity party that is the play-in. 574 Texter, season finale. Don't you mean series finale? Yes, I do. Sorry, wrong word. Same 574 Texter, this show sucks. Yes, you're getting used to things around here. So anyways, one of the things that has happened is Zach Levine. Zach Levine has happened. As put together by legendary Bulls journalist Casey Johnson, NBC Sports Chicago, and the score, Zach Levine's March, 15 games, 28.4 points per game, 53% field goal percentage, 43.6 from threes on 6.3 attempts, and 87.1% free throw percentage, 4.7 assists. Okay, so he needed Patrick Beverly to come in and tell him to score. I don't. I guess the $215 million didn't tell him that. But I will say this. For whatever AK is watching, whatever we're watching, when the Bulls have needed him, he had himself a month. But again... This team, these players as a unit, hasn't learned how to learn. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they know they won't be here together next year. They haven't learned how to learn, and the coach hasn't learned how to teach them. He sounds all out of sorts. I compliment our guys on trying to play better tonight. Seriously? That's that's what you say to a a, a T-ball team. That's what you say to a peewee hockey team. I, hey, you guys wanted to play better tonight. That's great. So Billy Donovan is trying to be positive. He's trying to act like he's in charge. And at times, he sounds like Chip Diller in Animal House during the parade when the Deltas have broken loose. And the marbles are flying down the sidewalk, and there's Chip Diller and his propeller saying, and his uniform, I'm sorry, in his uniform saying, remain calm, all is well. Billy just sounds like a guy tap dancing, like, can we get this over with? Can I get new players? Because these guys can't learn. They can't. Maybe they can after 14 months. We'll find out. They qualify for the pity party, and we'll see how that goes. And like I said, at noon, we'll talk to Gro- I will talk to Grody on Saturday Suckage. We'll talk some bears. Next, next segment, do we have Lamont Tyler, T, Baby T? Is that what you guys nicknamed him in there? I know Sweet Cheeks is in there, but she said you guys nicknamed, your nickname Baby T now? You have a nickname? That's, that's apparently the nickname that they're going with. Are you... Are you, are you worthy of a nickname? I don't know, am I? I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's. I guess I should actually ask it this way: Are you worthy of a nickname that you know about? Sometimes probably, people get nicknames probably they not. don't know about. Probably not. Okay. All right. Um. That's that's fine. Baby T. Have we reached 
Lamont Pope. Will he be joining us the next segment? I have not heard anything otherwise, so it sounds like he's good to go. That'd be good. That'd be good. We'll un- we'll try to understand why Pedro Grafol. Well, maybe just because he's a rookie, he made a rookie mistake. He's a rookie manager. He made a rookie mistake. A lot of us saw this coming. A lot of us knew this. Ethan Katz should have known that. Ethan Katz just hosed him. Either that or Pedro Grafol just said, "I'm doing what I'm doing." I'm. And we'll discuss that after this. In the eleven forty segment, eleven forty five, we'll talk Cubs. You know what? I really like this experiment. I like what Jed Hoyer's trying to do. And I also like the fact that I get to play one of these next two segments. We're going to play two national anthems for you, sort of. One by done by a pitcher whose number will be retired, and one by done by a legendary crooner. And guess what? The pitcher was better. We have audio proof. I'm Steve Rosenblum with Saturday Suckage. Awaken Bay Club. Now you know. Go join the NBA. They won't test you for it. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. One of the most menacing hitters in baseball. In a big situation. This ball in the air to left. Benintendi and Robert back, and this ball is off the wall. Alvarez comes through. The bases are clear, and the Astros have taken the lead in the seventh. Meltdown, courtesy of Bad Play and Bad Managing, brought to you by NBC Sports Chicago. Jason Benetti, need of a Xanax or a puppy or a lollipop or a ice cream cone or a moldorama. That was just, that was all, that was the, that was every White Sox fan's that's the vision. That's what you live with. That's the weight. That's the expectation. You got a bad managerial decision. You got bad pitching two, two different ways. A manager who doesn't know his own players, doesn't know the opposing players. And whoops, there goes a the game. That's how it happens. 
Lucas Giolito's going today. I was texting with Julie Schweika, and Julie said she's looking forward to seeing the 40 pounds lighter. Lucas Giolito's like, okay, he just lost a third grader. And now he better pitch better. And they've made the White Sox starter, she was making the point of like, made this Houston lineup, this terrorizing Houston lineup look ordinary. And then I said, doesn't the Dylan Cease game seem like years ago? Lamont Pope of the Chicago Tribune, doesn't the Dylan Cease game seem like years ago? Good morning, Steve. I, I, you know, they the, had the opportunity, right, to go 2-0, momentum going their way. Uh, you know, the, the, the home run by Tucker to, to cut it to one run. Uh, you know, Lance has you know, struggled a little bit here. Not a little bit. He's, he's struggled quite a bit here at Minute Maid Park. He's struggled against the Astros recently. And so to have him have that sort of outing that he had last night uh, was a po- positive sign. And so then you get into a situation with, uh, in that seventh inning, two outs, nobody on. You can't walk the number nine hitter. I mean, that, that's what it all comes down to. And, and I know that Maldonado had a really good at bat, you know, almost hit one out against. Braveman the night before, but in that situation, just attack him. And if and if he hits one out, he hits one out. You know, you, you can't just you can't walk the number nine hitter because uh, that just sets everything on up. Uh, you know that that ball that Pena hit. I know it was off the end of the bat, but it was it was one of those do or die situations. And, and Ben Benintendi didn't make that play, and so and then another walk, and and you're in that situation where the one guy that you definitely don't want up, and Alvarez, comes to the plate and comes on through for the Astros. Lamont Pope is my guest. He covers the White Sox for the Tribune. He joins me on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I have a cut I want to play for you. You were there when Pedro Grafol was explaining why he used Kendall Graveman a second straight game. That was one of two mistakes that the rookie manager made, and it looked and sounded like a rookie manager. But here's Pedro Grafol for the I want to share this with the class. Here's Pedro Grafol. Obviously, he's going to throw back-to-backs in the season, but this being the first one of the season, is that a, you know, an extra challenge for him to kind of navigate? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, he's ready to do that. Um, you know, we talked to these guys before the game. You know, and he was, you know, he's ready to do that. I think he threw 11 pitches yesterday, so he felt good. Kendall Graveman has an ERA of mid-twos when he pitches with a day or two or three of rest, when he pitches with more than three days rest or on back-to-back games, Kendall Graveman has an ERA so far over five, you need the web telescope to see it. And it's a, in my world, Lamond, I'm not trying not to yell at you. I'm yelling in the frustration of just a basic piece of Sox knowledge that the manager should have known and if he didn't, Ethan Katz most certainly had. So explain to me why he would go Kendall Graveman, Kendall Graveman two days in a row. It's a situation I think, you know, they're trying to figure out, like, well, when are you going to get Joe Kelly in this ball game, right? When are you going to go? And so it's like, it was Kelly going to be used for, you know, that the ninth inning role after uh, Ronaldo threw, what, 27, 28 pitches? Uh, in the opener, uh, in the ninth inning situation. And so 
I think it was one of those, you know, he, he said also that, you know, he, they go to every reliever before every single game and ask them how they're feeling. And Kendall said that he was good to go for, uh, for a second straight day. Um, you know, having that opportunity, like, like you said, you know, 11 all pitches in, in, in the opener. And so, and again, here's a situation where he got those first two outs and they happened so quickly. And so all you needed was just one more route and you can't, you know, it just sort of snowballed after getting the after the Maldonado walk, and so so even you know even if you, know, uh, you question you know why go to him on the back to back days, the fact that the fact is you know they had uh, you know the, the double play ball quickly two outs, and so they were in a situation to get out of that inning still with a one run lead, and then and it just didn't happen. Well, I do. I would look at it as that if you're going to do that, if he t- first of all, I never believe a player when he tells me he's good because <laughs> they all want to say they're good, they all want to play, right? You've been around this. Yeah, I'm good to go. Right. <laughs> right. You only have one arm, sir. I'm good to go. That's right. Just a flesh wound. They're all like the Black Knight and Monty Python. It's, yeah, it's a flesh wound. It's a flesh wound. So I I never listen to players. The manager listens to players. Maybe he wants to show them that respect. That's great. But be, be on guard. He looked like a manager who didn't know one of the most obvious stats, what you can't do. And then on top of that, you brought up Joe Kelly. The manager had said, correct me if I'm wrong, I remember in spring training when he decided who his closure would be was your name here. Whoever was ready, whoever was right that day, and it didn't have to be the ninth inning. And all of a sudden, you got a situation where here's the one guy coming to the plate. You've managed to get the bases loaded for this guy, and you bring in a left-hander. Well, here's... Here's the problem, is that Jordan Alvarez has a better batting average and OPS career against lefties than righties. He's better against the, the Jake Diekmans of the world than he might be against a Joe Kelly. I don't know if the manager did it. I, I know it's a – I think it's a – I think it's a, a, a safety nest. I'm a net. I'm just going to hide behind it. I'm just going to – that's it. Oh, I went lefty versus lefty. Yeah, but we have numbers that prove that's not the right move all the time. I don't know. I'm very frustrated because he looked like a rookie manager, and I didn't want that to immediately rear its ugly head. Do you have anything that can make me feel better? Can you be the human <laughs> Xanax for me, Lamond? <laughs> well, you bring up a really good point about in you know those sort of leverage situations, right? You, you know, you're they, what we're told is you know they're they're going to be. You know they have these pockets for the guys, and some of these guys are going to be these waiting situation guys. You know they're going to be able to leverage them out, and so what's the best matchup for that particular situation? And so in that case, yeah, I mean, what's the most important out to get in the in that ball game? It was in that situation with uh, with Alvarez at the plate, and so no, you, you bring up a pretty good point from that from that standpoint, I'm sure. And so I, I I'm sorry, I don't really know if I can talk you off that ledge. <laughs> no, okay, that's great. I just I just do a swan dive. Down. <laughs> Lamont Pope of the Chicago Tribune is my guest. We're talking White Sox baseball here on the score. Lance Lynn didn't didn't get out of the sixth inning. Five and two thirds, three hits, two runs, four walks, six Ks, pushing a hundred pitches. He got to ninety six, and I started really paying attention around eighty six, eighty seven. Going, eh, 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 eh. and you know, I see letting him try to do it. Um, that he's a large man and he doesn't have a very happy face if you go to take him out, and he was really tough on himself afterwards, but he gave his team a chance to win. If not a true quality start, he gave his team a chance to win. 
Was that a lot of pitches for him? Do you think you rate his performance for me? No, I mean, uh, you know, sort of back to what they're talking about with Dylan as well. You know, it's a situation where uh, he, Peter was asked after the first game, you know, do you kind of want to kind of ease into the season with some of these starters, you know, given that they've you know, maybe had five or six what they call ups uh, during their, their final spring training game. And he said, no, this is, you know, it's goal time. And so it's a situation where he believes that the pitcher, the starter is performing well, he's not going to pull him until, you know, until he feels that it's, time to pull him on out and so we saw that in game one with dylan uh you know retiring the 19 straight and then uh you know hitting a batter and then giving up the single and then he was out of the game and the same thing with with lance you know like i said he's he's had some of struggles against the astros in recent history um you know the, the fact that he was able to you know even though he did have the four walks uh last night was able to pitch out of out of some early trouble um and then kind of settled on into uh a little bit of a rhythm there i mean this is a guy that had a Really good uh, spring, you know, performed well at the World Baseball Classic. Um, and, and I think that that sort of got him, you know, so he kind of ramped up his work leading up into the spring a little earlier than, than he normally would. And I think that that was the lance that we pretty much saw uh, last night. And so that, that, yeah, that was one of the most, that was definitely one of the positives from last night's game was just to, the way that he was able to uh, attack the Astros throughout the ball game. And, uh, you know, but when, in, in that, in that uh, six inning situation where you know you, you can kind of run out of gas really quickly and, and you know before you know it this, this lineup at least the top of the Astros lineup right now uh, when you, when you're facing guys like Bregman when you're facing guys like Abreu when you're facing guys like Tucker I mean they, they can they can do some damage and turn around again real quickly and, and it was like boom boom with the Abreu hit and then the, the Tucker home run. I thought he did really well considering they've owned him. He's had his troubles against the um, Astros, and, and I thought Lance Lynn did a did a really good job, and his and curve looked a little better. And he and they he kept him. He look, he gave his team a chance to win. And the and the mm-hmm. the Sox lined up. I mean, what they did those are really good pitchers they faced. And mm-hmm. then you saw the Benatendi double, Jimenez double, Mancada double. Everybody's doubling. Hey, doubles for everybody. Double double bills, y'all. And they're. They're doing what they should be, although I really thought Moncada would be batting third and Benatendi fifth. Maybe they're I, – I, I don't know what he what Grafol is thinking. Does he explain it? He likes that that way for a particular reason, did he say? No, we, we really haven't uh, gotten too much into uh, lineup construction. As we've got in an abandoned tenny throughout most of spring, he was in that number three spot. Um, you know, and it, maybe it's a little bit of a situation of uh, providing Uloy a little protection more with the way that Mankata is swinging uh, the bat right now to start the season. And so, but you know, we'll, we'll kind of get in, get in a little bit more of a rhythm once we kind of see what this lineup is on a day in and day out basis. And like I said, throughout, throughout most of spring training, uh, he has hit. Andrew in that number three spot. He believes that Andrew can do you know, a number of things as far as just sort of uh, just kind of turning that lineup over, getting on base, and then just sort of setting on up for the, the thunder that comes after with uh, with Vaughn and with with and, uh, Eli and things of that nature. Yeah, Vaughn's back in the lineup after Grafal said he was going to take him, give him a day off in one of these four games, given the way he ended spring training, and they just want to take care of him. And that's fine. And Louis Roberts back in the lineup too. I mean. Like every, is it just Christian Javier's forcing fastball that he's clueless on? I mean, the, the Sox better hope it's only Christian Javier's forcing fastball because they just, I mean, that 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 was a, a gash, a wide open gash. Here you go. Here's your scouting report: forcing fastball, no chance. 
Once uh, once Javier got out of the game, he, so yeah, so it's one of those situations there. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes you don't see a particular pitcher all too well, and uh, and that might have been the case last night for for Robert with uh, with, uh, with Javier there, and so. Uh, but you know, he had a couple couple hits in in the first game, and, and another one last night. And so yeah, and they, they, one thing that this team has done so far, they, they, and like you said, they get some really good pitching. They've been able to get their hits. Now it's just a matter of getting those guys over and in. And, and so it's kind of being able to string together some big innings, which they haven't really been able to do uh, yet so far this season. But you know, yeah, they're, they're getting their base hits. Uh, um, you know, you're seeing. You know, Tim's been Tim at the top of the lineup. I think two hits each each game, uh, a walk, a couple walks in each game as well, which is you know something kind of kind of new as well. Yeah, so. We're going to send ball four to Cooperstown because <laughs> Tim Anderson walked in the leadoff spot in consecutive games. Yeah, that's it. I love the surprise and laughter in your voice, Lamont. That's just great. Hey, Tim Anderson walked. Yeah. Lamond, I thank you for your time. I'll let you go get Thanks. your job done. Thanks for joining me on the, the early early game today. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Anytime. Appreciate right. it. Lamont Pope of the Chicago Tribune talking White Sox there, um, railing on them. And now, now the Cubs. Cubs play again today. Cubs are playing the Brewers, game two of their series. Jamison Tyon will be going against Brandon Woodruff. Nick Medical is in the lineup. We have a Cubs lineup. Nick Medical will be playing third and batting eighth. And Tucker Barnhart's in the lineup. Why does Jean Gomes suck? Why can't he catch the ball? See, I was having this issue watching the game and going, wait, the first name of catcher is catch, and Jan Gomes can't catch the ball. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk some Cubs. They This great experiment they've embarked on is I'm rooting for it. I want to see this. I want to see people with a, a guy with a history, being part of a history of outsmarting the market. Market inequities appears to be trying it this way. I want to hear from him and talk about it again. I'm Steve Rosenblum, Saturday Socket, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And the 0-1. Base set to right field. Cubs take the lead. Horner around second. He's going to third. The throw. And it's not in time. And a wild throw at first. Horner's going to try to score. He will. Cubs lead two to nothing. A wild throw to first. As the ball was cut off by Adamas, the shortstop. He then threw it past Telez. Alertly, Horner, who slid at third, picked himself up. And scores, and the Cubs lead two to nothing. Lieutenant Dan's. Nansby Swanson coming through. Nico Horner running around. The Hall of Fame elect, Pat Hughes, on the call. He will be on the call today at 1.20. Cubs broadcast starts at 12.45 right here on The Score, Zach Zabin's pregame show. 
First pitch at 120. Tomorrow, the same thing. Tomorrow's a doubleheader. Let me alert you. Broadcast Minds. Coming up tomorrow, Sunday, it's a Chicago sports doubleheader. First, starting at 1245, like today, right here on 670, the score and the Odyssey app, it's the Cubs Brewers series finale from Wrigley Field. Then on News Radio 780 WBBM, starting at 215, Bulls Grizzlies. You'll be able to hear that. That game from the United Center, two games of great action right here in Chicago. We are Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. So thank you, Texter, 224 Texter. Justin Steele pitches today, not Tyon. You're right. I'm already ahead to tomorrow. So there you go. There you go. I'm suck so you don't have to, and I just did. Jed Hoyer was on the score this week with um, Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi, talking about this team. And one of the things I wanted to drill down on, I love this great experiment. You look at the new rules, and Judd, in concert with Theo, following Theo, working with Theo, however you want to look at it, in Chicago and before that in Boston, What they did, it was all about market inequities. Where is value where no one else sees it? In fact, if you watch Moneyball, that's exactly the point. Jonah Hill telling Brad Pitt, it's all about value. In that case, they get on base. And in this case, you take away the shift. You make athleticism. This is the reason you put a shortstop at second base. This is this is why you bring in, you keep your gold glove in the outfield. You add a gold glove in the outfield. You hope to get another good fielder in the outfield. You just catch the ball. We saw that. Cubs won a World Series 2016. Phenomenal defense. Outstanding defense. Maybe... Maybe the best in their history. But Bruce Levine talked to Jed Hoyer and asked him questions specifically about this, what I'll call the great experiment. So here's here's Bruce talking to Jed, and here's Jed's, Jed's answer. You were an outstanding uh, run prevention team with your championship run. Uh, do, you, do you envision this being maybe even a better run prevention team as you go forward? Uh, that might have been one of the best of all time, so I don't know if uh... – I don't know if we can go that far. I mean, we had you know, three of the best pitchers in the National League, and our defense was was incredible. But uh, that's certainly um, there's certainly the hope is that we just you know you know we convert everything into into outs, and that and that's I think that sometimes the value of defense gets undermined when we start thinking about offense and pitching, and so much of what we do is is you know run prevention is is, is good defense, and we should be really good defensively. So uh, I'm excited to to watch us play defense and. Um, I expect us to be clean and attentive, and I, I think we've got really good athletes out there. So um, having 16 as the the bar for that is, is awfully high, but I think we should be really good. And, of course, the first chance they had, the this all-defensive, all-goal-glove team makes an error. Nico Horner makes an error early on in the game. However, it uh, they went on to shut out the Brewers. And I love this great experiment. I love the idea that they've just, that Jed has decided, and he had a bit of a pipeline with Theo, no no doubt, but placing so much, he saw, he had to have seen a market inequity. If we get guys 
if we get guys who can at least hit, but they'll all catch the ball, we're a better team. We don't need, if we can get guys who, because the pitch clock will limit all the guys who spend a minute getting ready to throw a pitch so they can throw it at 100 miles an hour, there'll still be guys who throw hard. Still be guys who throw that hard, that, that 100 mile an hour, and we've seen it. But there'll be fewer of them, I believe. And there will be, you, you're, your defense comes into play because your your pitching staff doesn't have to be all hundred mile an hour. All right, get guys who throw ground balls, field the ground balls, throw them out, get out of the inning. Now it's your turn to hit. See, that's where the Cubs' issue is. As we've seen, they're going to catch the ball. They're going to they're going to pitch the ball, and they seem to be. They, they, Jed has put them in a position with this great experiment. How far can we get? And so what we're going to get to in the middle of the year, and remember, you heard it here first, the Cubs need a power bat. And they're always going to need more pitching because everybody needs more pitching. So by June, we should be making sure the Cubs trade for Shohei Otani. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. I would I would really love that. Yeah, that's what's... That's what's going to happen. He, he provides the bat in the middle of that order, and he provides an arm. You figure you could you could find a spot in the rotation for Shohei Otani, couldn't you? For sure you could. Isn't he the answer to what the Cubs need? I, he's the answer for anyone, what anybody needs. Yeah, but the Cubs are one of the few teams that have a billionaire who should be able to pay for him. Oh, when definitely. When he has that new contract. That's an interesting point, though, because he is a free agent after this year. So if you could trade for him like before he hits free agency, you you struck gold on that right there. Well, if you can negotiate with him before that. Yeah. Anyways, the Cubs thing. the Cubs need Shohei Otani. They should have the wherewithal. They got that brand new sports book. They got they got money. They got all kind of wheelbarrow full of money, right? They got marquee wheelbarrow. Crane says they got wheelbarrows full of money. And Tom Ricketts is walking around and they got wheelbarrows full of money. Give it all to Shohei Otani. Figure out a way, because Angels are going to suck. Angels always suck. They got Trout. They got, got Otani. They got no chance. The Cubs need to trade for Shohei Otani. I'll take a break. When I come back, we'll talk Bears, my friend, with my friend, Mark Rohde. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. 
Extreme Minor League affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.